Good morning, good morning, St. Paul. This is Wesley Wright, your unbougie foodie. Thanks so much for tuning in. And I'm not leaving Minneapolis out. Good morning, Twin Cities. Uh, You know, we're supposed to be having spring, sort of. Yeah, we all know what we're facing right now. (laughs) Out on the roads and what's coming down from the sky. So... Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, I am here every Saturday at 10 a.m. being your favorite foodie on a Saturday morning. So thank you. Just actually just want to encourage you to sit back and have your cup of coffee. Optimal word there is coffee. (laughs) Uh, And, you know, just uh, join us as we talk a little bit about uh, food. Again, have your coffee. (laughs) Because we'll be focusing on that. Um, Let me just, if you're interested, and I would encourage you, really, uh, please join the conversation because I think it's going to be interesting. I think everyone likes to have coffee. Okay, not everyone, but a large portion of our nation (laughs) likes to have coffee. (laughs) Um, But to call in, please dial 651-200-3479. Again, that's 651-200-3479. It'll give you an opportunity to talk to me as well as a guest that I am having in the at the station with me. But uh, keep in mind that you could always keep up uh, with what I've been up to, what uh, places that I visited by definitely visiting my Facebook page, uh, which is The Umbuji Foodie. My Instagram, which is the underscore unbougie foodie, and Twitter, which is at unbougie foodie. Uh, there's always the opportunity for you to us, us, you and I, the community, to communicate uh, by email as well. So the unbougie foodie at gmail.com is the best way to reach me. And if you're interested in maybe even hearing past shows, which I hope you are, because they've been really great. Um, please visit my website, which is www.theunbougiefoodie.com. Uh, and again, you'll be able to see articles that I've written uh, for Insight News, as well as hearing past shows as well. So let's get right into it. I want to welcome back my friend Milton de Jesus. Uh, Milton, if you would. <laughs> Do I need to acknowledge something? I'm just saying, really, just say, say hello hi. to people. Yes. <laughs> do, do I have to be sociable? Uh, yeah, you do. <clears throat> yeah, what's up? <laughs> Again, clown, <laughs> jokester, um, friend of the show, friend, personal, and believe it or not, he knows he knows it, but maybe he doesn't know. I'm gonna tell tell everybody. He's kind of he's my mentor, really. Um, so. In all things decrepit. And, yes, uh, that and food-wise too, and, and what we're going to be talking about today, specifically coffee. We need to carry on our conversation that we, we were got having. We off track last time. We did, but you I know, blame because, it on you. Because well, usual, <sighs> ho hum. Uh, yeah, my sister called in. I'm not blaming her, but she helped him get off track. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't take much. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, again, I want to talk about, I didn't have an opportunity to finish uh, our conversation about um, coffee and the different types. And that, you know, this actually gave me an opportunity to do a little bit more research myself on coffee. Now, admittedly, 
I, I, I do enjoy coffee, but um, my internal side of me does not. <laughs> so I, I don't know if that's something that maybe I have to have a different type of coffee. What do you mix with your coffee? Uh, milk or well, cream. That's your problem right there. The cream? Probably, most likely. Because coffee itself, um, without any add-ons, mixes, whatever, you're going to... It, it might move your intestines, but if you're talking about the discomfort side, that's usually a dairy byproduct. Well, I mean... <laughs> to a okay, certain dang. degree. So I'm just saying, there's a lot of ways around that, though. If you still want the cream, just use almond milk. Okay, I, I guess I never thought about that because once having it, it, it you know it will tend to be a big turn off and everything, and I'm like I can't do this. Yeah. I, I no, while just... everybody else is having coffee and it smells wonderful. I mean the different fragrances and aromas and everything from the different blends that are out there. I I'm, I can't do it. I mean yeah. Anyway, that's a little bit maybe TMI. So but... sugar in the raw. Okay. Unprocessed as as unprocessed sugar as you can possibly get so sugar in the raw okay and then try something non you know non-dairy so um you know almond milk you know unsweetened unflavored almond milk that'll give you all the goodness or or you can get like you know almond milk with the vanilla flavor as long as it's natural but then again that's going to mess with the flavor profile right so try to enjoy a couple of sips natural okay and then add whatever you want to on top of it you know what's the whole thing because you know i hear so many people talking about soy milk and everything is that any i mean soy i mean soy is i mean it's almond milk or whatever but that's is it like i won't say a byproduct of it or or something is it or a mixture or blend can what's what compromises soy milk yeah well there's a lot of different ways you can process it, but basic thing is the water. Okay. And then you're grinding up the bean, right? So to basically, it's a it's almost a powder. So okay. same thing with almond milk. I mean, you can make almond milk in your food processor. True. It's almonds in water, mm-hmm. and you blend the mess out of it. You know, and squeeze it out. Yeah, you can either strain it yep. to where you're getting very little particulate. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but the more you grind it before adding your your water and then continuing to blend it you can make it you know as as uh, milky as you want really um Mm. but one thing to keep in mind problem again california almonds to produce almonds it's very water intensive okay so as far as something that's great for the environment you know you just kind of got to be aware of that that it's it's where it's going to be grown, it's likely going to be grown in California. All right. And uh, it's going to be very water intensive. So it's, you know, it's got an impact to the environment. All right. Well, that's me personally. So it's, it's, we're, we've covered that and we're past that now. Uh, I want to go really into uh, coffee. And um, again, if you could remind folks a little bit uh, why... <laughs> Not just because I want you to, to be on the show, you know, as a guest, but you have a lot of experience with coffee. I mean, I mean, I ran a coffee shop for a bit, and that that required um, a lot of education. Uh, but for for me, the interest really is on the plant side versus the finished product. Okay. Um, 
because that kind of ties into my world domination plans, you know, <laughs> with just kind of being self-sufficient and teaching others how to how to do that as well. So that plant side is really interesting to me. And then then the finished product I think is just enhanced because you know, you can take the same plants that are grown in very similar environments, but how you process it from that fruit mm. to that bean makes a difference makes a huge difference yeah. and we'll go and, we're, and that's very interesting to me we're gonna go into that too because you know i found that to be one of the uh factors in reference to i guess the various types of well beans and it, it's a it's a lot of stuff i mean again the research that i was doing um i didn't realize i mean they literally there's a periodical table a periodic table of coffee variations mm -hmm. that i did not know about and i was like wow uh this is a lot of stuff and all the different types that are that are out there the different cultivators and or the species that are behind all of that so um yeah and you understand by looking at that you understand why there is such a difference between let's say the Folgers right right and another variety exactly when you actually look at the low quality beans that Folgers right will pick they'll basically take the scraps that every other coffee don't shop want. in the world don't like, want and now we don't want that and we'll just mix it all together <laughs> here you go just to get you started in the day it doesn't yeah. taste good but yeah and we don't care if you know there's some sticks and leaves and other okay, things we like can't that really be talking about folders like that but anyway just, just saying like the quality is not there and so you're just going to find that in in the finished product why does it taste different from a coffee house um not just well just not just the taste but the smell as well like mm. all right why does it look different understood and, uh uh, you wouldn't be proud to say, oh, yeah, this is, you know, vacuumed and flash frozen, whatever. It's like, yeah, that doesn't. And then, the whole, and then the whole idea of, you know what, why does it taste completely different when I grind my own coffee right before I brew it right. versus buying something in a can that's been ground for six months? And it's been sitting out on the <laughs> shelf or, right. or in a package right. or whatnot. Well, why does it taste so different? Well, mm. that has a lot to do with it. So, um Gosh, I, I don't want to make it seem like we're like I'm jumping around on the subject, but I want to I want to um, you're asking me about Liberia. That's a very interesting conversation it, by itself. Yeah. Well, you know, let's let's talk about that. I mean, the again, the research that I was doing there and we're going to go back to um, those the others, the more popular ones or a common I shouldn't even say common because I don't want to make it seem like it's just the run of the mill. They're the different types. Uh, Arabica, uh, Robusta, and then this one that I had never heard of, which was Liberian. Um, it said that it uh, is about 3% of the world's um, coffee bean market. And I know you mentioned it, it was like five. Five, yeah. right. Um, what What are your thoughts on that? Or? Well, see, the, the whole thing that's interesting with, with Liberia is... It, well, actually, coffee, period, right? Mm. It was another plant that was wild and we domesticated. Okay. Right? Selective breeding. So that's how we got bananas and you everything colonizers. else. colonizers. <laughs> Not me. I just say, I didn't say you. My people were colonized. <laughs> you, what? We, we hey. are... Uh, we mm. we are the epitome of colonization. We uh, have seven different ethnic groups on one island. I, I hey, excuse me, you forget yeah. where my yeah. background I, is I, as I, well. I'm, so I don't forget. <laughs> just. Just saying, I, I have a preference. So, <laughs> such a freak. I know, I know. Um, so, Liberia. Yeah. So, 
that's that's a huge piece to to understand that there's a lot of subspecies within it, right? Yep. Because the, the the primary two types of coffees, it's it's an altitude piece. Okay. Higher altitude, less water. Right. It is uh, more drought tolerant versus something that's kind of more, you know, lower lying, and that that gives you a, a, a difference in flavor flavor profile, just like it does for grapes. Yep. Again, another wild plant that was domesticated, selective breeding, you get a lot of different varieties from it. So colonizers. the Liberian coffee is same thing, same idea. And um, I just said colonizers. Yeah. <laughs> Again, yeah sorry. Um, so what's interesting, I think, is, yeah, the Civil War for, what is it, 20-some years? Mm. Um, it, it, it's it's des- devastated the coffee markets there because the – the, the growers, if you had means to leave, you did. Okay. And so a lot of the coffee growers, they had the means to leave. They did. They're like, I'm out. Right. I can't so, do this so their their plantations just went wild. Right. And the the plants that, you know, weren't burned or whatever else, they basically went wild. And if you look at the before and after pictures, it looks like forest. Hmm. Well what's so interesting is that <clears throat> because no one's been there to pick it you've had a very different type of breeding going on, right. right? Because you also had those same wild varieties that were still in the forests. Right. They're breeding with the ones for the plantation. Yeah. So from something horrific like the uh, Civil War that was going on, I'm telling you, this is prophetic. 20 years from now, Liberia is going to have some of the best coffee again. Mm. And probably better than they ever had because you went from wild to then something very Different, commercial, yeah, and now wild again. So that 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 breed is going to be something very unique. People are gonna want it. They're gonna be like, right. "Gosh, we we we've been sitting back on uh, Liberian coffee. It's like, yep. we need to bring that over. They're gonna start colonizing it <laughs> over here in the, in well, the United well, States. I mean, if, if, if they aren't if, already, if you were a smart coffee shop." Or or a uh, original, like coffee purveyor, right? Mm. Liberia would be a gold mine to start in, mm. because you could bring over a couple different varieties on top of that, and and teach some very um, basic means of farming it. And and again, I go back to permaculture. You're growing a couple of different crops in the same area, because right. right now. For Liberia, the, the big crops are cocoa and uh, rubber plants. Mm-hmm. All right. So, you know, if they're going to clear land, that's what they're going to grow. But the interesting thing about it is this period of neglecting the fields actually prove, proved that the coffee variety there mm. can actually continue to thrive without any kind With it, of human interaction. Exactly. Right? So without the watering, whatever else, I mean, climate change. Natural and, watering, right. whatever. Sometimes that's Pesticides. the best. Right. Know? So that's what I'm saying. The breed you're going to yes. have now has gone through, I'm going to domesticate the plant. Mm-hmm. I'm going to neglect the heck out of it. So you really only have the strongest varieties of right. the commercialized plant that survived. So you start taking clippings from that you're going to have something that's going to be disease and drought tolerant. All right. It's it's not going to need a bunch of nutrients. Like that is a powerhouse that no one is thinking about, no one's talking about, no one's researching. So with any type of I'm I'm going to steer a little bit off yeah, topic a little go bit. Ahead, go ahead where you want to. It's your show. <laughs> no, I'm not go saying ahead, that. I'll, sh- I'll shut up now. I'm saying I'm at, take my joy. I'm making I'm making the point 
of you know you said that when it doesn't have any type of uh you know human involvement or whatever those plants they are able to thrive and kind of care for themselves i mean the only other thing that they rely on is let's get some rain and I, I, everything else is i'm taking care of myself i mean i would think of forests and and so forth that's what i think of and that's what i was kind of equating it to because you know probably understanding about maybe folks just listening or or they just want their coffee and that's it they don't care about the history the or history everything. of the coffee what you're exactly sure. you know you they just just but give it to me will and they do they they will because why is there such a movement now about diamonds and like oh maybe i'll go with a synthetic diamond because i know it's conflict free i well, really know where it came from and you know, I think we're starting to wake up and say, look, let me just not go for the most, the cheapest thing or the easiest, you know, thing to obtain. Let me go for something where I understand the origin and I actually understand how the people that are producing it are treated. I, and what are they using to, amen. you know, to, to grow and develop? Like those things are interesting. And then, so can I drink a cup of coffee and start my day knowing that one, I'm, I'm helping somebody. Like, right. I do that. My clothing, right. You know, people say, Hey, I buy natural clothing mm. and I'm, you know, doing this and that. And I'm trying to do that with my food too. Well, the coffee is the same kind of idea. Exactly. You know, it's how, how did this affect the environment when it was grown? What's, what are the conditions like for the people that are growing it, you know, and, and realizing, okay, if this is a water intensive process, what am I doing with the water byproduct? Exactly. You know, uh, is, is this helping the local economy? Is it hurting it? You know, what is it doing for the quality of wells and, and runoff? And, you know, there's a lot of things that, that go into it. And that's why, uh, you know, I, I commend uh, Super America in that <clears throat> they jumped on the bandwagon a few years ago for Rainforest Alliance. And uh, Rainforest Alliance is probably one of the best groups for going into those areas of origin and saying hey we're going to show you ways of not only we're going to make sure that you're you're paid fairly but we're going to make sure that how you're processing it mm -hmm. you know that byproduct water that you're processing that byproduct so that um, if it you. goes into the the rivers and oceans eventually that it's actually cleaner than where you got it from okay and uh that's 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 really key uh, rainforest alliance isn't the the top tier for that but it's, it's a step in the right start. direction. Yeah, exactly. Well, see, I learned a lot just from all of that. Um, what is your favorite brand or type? I don't know if that's like an open-ended question because I know you talked about blends in the past or, or yeah. specific. I get really bored with the same old, same old. Okay. Um, and so I like to mix it up i like to have something different and unique do and you it, do uh, it yourself the blends I mean, yeah yeah i don't roast myself oh well, i'm too lazy for that <laughs> right now anyway when i start growing coffee in five years i will roast myself but right now i don't roast myself so uh, I'm, I'm hoping maybe you're looking for a pinky to your brain you know world domination or whatever it's oh, like yes. you'll you'll hopefully think of other people that have stood by you in this I'll, I'll ask them if they. I'll ask them if they want to stop what they're doing, give up everything, and follow me. I don't know about that because that sounds like somebody asking you, "Would you like to jump off a declivity with me?" I'm like, "Let's see how you land first. No, no. Oh yeah. 
Um, no, I should prove the model. Well, I understand. Of course, at least you know, set some type of pathway, and they'll be like, "Oh, mm. look, a path!" And look who's at the end of it. There's someone sitting on the throne. That's fine. We'll go. We'll go that direction. But still, what? Yeah, someone's got to lead. Someone's yeah, got to lead. Yeah, yeah. Oh God. <laughs> the uh, the quips. Yeah, the quips. <laughs> um. <laughs> So okay, what, name a type of blend or something that you find. I'll, I'll get fufu. Uh, I really like Kona, and that's the Hawaiian blend. Okay. Um. Uh, I like to mix it with just about everything. Um. Uh, so I'll do a little bit of Kona with, let's say, Costa Rican. Um. I just kind of I like to mix it up, but that's probably one of my my favorites. My favorite fufu things. Out of, yeah. Okay. I I just basically like to do those. So um, in, in Costa Rican, all over the place. Okay. Right. And so, <clears throat> it really depends on what I want to do. If if I want to go somewhere and I want to get something fresh, fresh, you know, um, there's a couple of secret spots I'll go to to get, you know. Again, when he says this, it's it, he's not gonna say it. He's not gonna tell you because he doesn't want other people to go there. It's I really like, don't. Yeah, it's I, just I'm my just, own thing. I understand. He's fine, but you know, well, the, when there, I want it, you know, fresh as far as just roasted that day, right, right, and um, in order to give them the 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 beans for them to roast, mm-hmm. um, and then they don't even know what the mix is. You know, I just kind of tell them the parameters of of how I want them to roast. Really. It. So it's just kind of a blind roast, as far as they're concerned. Um, but there's a lot of different places you can go in the Twin Cities now, especially. And if you want to buy your own roaster, they're cheap. It's just a couple hundred bucks. So relatively cheap. But <clears throat> you have to drink a lot of coffee. Does that take up a lot of space, though? I mean, No. Yeah, shoebox size. Okay. okay. Basically, you're, you're putting you know less than a pound of coffee, probably a half a pound or less, and roasting it at a time. Um, but it's the same thing we talked about before about um, time and temperature. That's going to determine your flavor profile. The other thing is, uh, so caribou once a year has this big lamanita thing. All right, the lamanita okay. is is a is, is pea berry. So you look at pea berry, it is an aberration in the coffee land. Usually, coffee like most beans has a flat side and a round side. Well, think about tumbling. Uh, something that has a flat side and a round side, it doesn't roast evenly, right? It's going to f- lay on one side right. longer than another. Pea berry, it's round. mostly round, mm-hmm. right? So it's going to roll. So you're going to have, talk about a more evenly roasted bean. Evenly roasted bean, you can really control, if you control time and temperature, right? You can really have an exceptional, exceptional brew. So every year, caribou does their big... Um, their, their big push for La Manita. and um, is that something that happens here in the Twin Cities? Yeah, really. Yeah, okay. so it's usually around the whole um, uh, cure for cancer. You know, they've okay. they've a lot of times um, connected with the Susan G. Komen Foundation and, and others. Nice. And so um, yeah, that's that's one of the ways that <clears throat> uh, they try to give back. Um, I was going to, and I'm just, I'm going to just tell, not because I'm giving, I am giving a shout out, but just ask you, have you heard of a place called Wesley Andrews? No. It is a shop. Mm -hmm. 
and a number of their, you know, coffee beans, if you would, you know, coming from Costa Rica. Oh, okay. And so, I, I mean, you know, they're located on the 26th Street. Yeah. So, um, uh, 111 East 26th Street in Minneapolis. I Just throwing that out there. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've ever been there or anything, but yeah. And, you know, from what I understand, they're another sustainable coffee shop, you know. And that's cool. That's that's cool. He's being foo-foo on me right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, my thing okay. is, my, my thing is, why have somebody do for you what you could do for yourself? Yeah. Well, and be selective it, about it. And so the, does that mean that well, I guess yeah. So really, you can't you can't really go into some place and tell them, can you blend these two together or something? Or are can you talking you? about beans that are already roasted? Yeah, of course. You can just buy. Say, hey, I want this, this, and this. Okay. You, you so can, is you, that <clears throat> is, like the? Because I don't I don't blend yeah. I don't ground or anything um, at home at, at all. Period. But the coffee stations at I'm just saying, places yeah. like the grocery store. Uh-huh. You can go in there and blend. Okay. You go to Hy-Vee, and that's, sometimes if I'm really lazy, that's what I'll do. See, he All said right. Hy-Vee rather than Cub. Or uh, of course. <laughs> of course. Cub is dead to me. <laughs> they ran the market for so long, and they decided, you know what? Rather than really stepping it up, mm. we're going to keep this like barely above rainbow. Mm. All right? Okay. And... I, I, I think competition that's, is a great thing of, you know, Especially, capitalism, right? Yeah. And just so happens, oh, yeah, Ivy comes in and steps it up. And, and now it comes like, like hmm, maybe we should actually improve our stores a bit. Maybe we should actually pay our employees a little bit better. You know, all these things suddenly appear. Though, <clears throat> I have been to Cobb a couple times in the last month, only because. So, for me, I'm in Brooklyn Park. So, High V is on one side of the freeway, and you can see Cub from the High V parking lot. Mm-hmm. I drove into Hy-Vee's parking lot, which Packed. is always busy, right? Yes, always. I look across the freeway, and there's like six cars and You're Cubs. <laughs> I turn around, he I haul like, butt all in a Cub. Just, That's the fastest quickly. shopping experience You're... for 12 items. Oh, there, man. there were four registers that were wide open. Mm. So what they did, like they, they actually have less stuff in their stores now, but their aisles are wider. So I was going through aisles sideways, you know, you just, just, just throwing stuff in the cart. He running was drifting through, through the, the Hey, you know what? Cub. I've never shopped so fast. <laughs> I'm like, I got everything I needed. And I was like, you know, I love high vizzles, but I needed to get in and out. And I didn't want to, I didn't want to wait on people. And, you know, I didn't care about pretty at that point. I, I needed to go. Was so, just, he was like, I'm going to lowball this for the moment. So <laughs> for the moment. If, if Cub really wanted to step it up, right. a drive through would be awesome. Uh, if, if, a drive through Think about it. Think about it. So th- I'm going to help Cub. I'm going to help Cub step up their game. So now because they don't Marketing have, manager. Yep. Now, now because they have all this dead space because, <laughs> because they're just getting killed. <laughs> See, if they developed an app where I could just say, you know what? I don't want you to come to my door and drop it off. I'll just, I just come in the yeah. middle of the store and you just kind of like bring my through. stuff. I'm exactly. just going to drive through. It's like a drive-through Costco almost, you know. I, I, I pull up, I, I pick all the stuff I want on my app, right? I pull up, they bring Put it, in, throw yeah. it in my car, you know. I Here's swipe my, it, go right exactly. through. Exactly. You know what? If anything, you just have the app and be like, "It's paid for. Just put it in." Yep. Yep. Drive it to the front of the store. Exactly. Somebody runs out, you know. Here's they, your basket, they roll sir. Out, they roll out a red carpet. Someone comes out with my groceries. Oh, Boom! Lord. They run back, roll up the red carpet again. I'm just, I'm just saying, they could do it. 
they have the time now. And the space. And the space. <laughs> <laughs> Their parking lots are dead. I mean, oh, you my know, gosh. it wouldn't be difficult. Clown talk. Well, because Byerly's has that drive-up thing, but I don't think you can, you know, order your stuff through an app. I don't believe so. Yeah. You, you have to do it I think you have to go in shopping in the store and then take no. your car in and they'll load your car for you at Barley's. Um, I don't think that you can just drive up and have them bring it into your car. I think they have... I mean, you could do it online, like computer. I don't think there's an app for it, and I get I stand corrected on that, possibly, but I know I've seen the it. The bottom line is, they need to step with their game. Mm, well, if, and if do high, something differently. If high the gonna... is going to step it up and and show you how it should be done with prices and options. So Cub Cubbeezy ain't doing good. Cubbeezy Cub <laughs> is 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 looking at Rainbow. They're like laughing when Rainbow, you know, dropped out of the market, and now they're like, "Who are we next?" Yeah, exactly. Yes, you are. Oh, if you don't Lord. step it up. We're gonna become a Kmart now, <laughs> right? Yeah, J.C. Penny, oh, Dillard, Sears. My goodness, night. Okay, so we're Back still to coffee. On, we're still on the subject of coffee. I mean, we we kind of transitioned to okay. It wasn't horrible. We were talking about Cub and going. Yeah, into so Cub I will blends. go to High Vizzles because right now I think their whole thing is like uh, ten bucks a pound for okay. coffee, <laughs> and you have five, six different varieties you can right. choose from. It's by weight. They're all priced the same, so you can go through there and just mix all what you want. I don't think I, they, I don't think they had Kona in there, but um, you can do it that way. Is now, it how it by how it's roasted or something? You have or? no control over how it's roasted. It is what it is. Oh, I, anyway, um, but because wouldn't some say like? I don't know what what are the different type of roasting terms. I mean, extra well, or light roast, okay. dark roast, right. medium roast. Yeah, so you can see. Right. So light roast has more caffeine than dark roast. Of course. All right. A lot of people don't know that. A lot of people think, oh yeah, I I want more caffeine, and they, mm, they go pick dark the roast. dark roast. Yeah, I'm like, mm, well, light burning. roast actually has more more caffeine. Not than dark. more. It's roasted. The less the caffeine, it um, breaks heat yeah, and time. Is, right. Yes. Heat and time change. A the, lot. Com- the chemical composition. Yeah. So yes, it so burns I'm, up more of the sugars. The sugars through a coffee's bind to the sugars inside the bean. You destroy more of those. He's a chemist. You're gonna have less caffeine. Yes. So. And that that wasn't like again, not everybody but that's knows again, that. Yeah. It that's, was just that's again uh, you know. why you, how you can change your flavor profile. So if you want to go with a light and a dark, so like I said, I will go. Let's say with a Kona that's light. Okay. With a Costa Rican that's dark. So now blending I, those two. Now, th- I got, oh. now I got the middle. Hmm. Right, so if the Costa Rican has more kind of like maybe even molasses and maybe a a, a, a woody uh, flavor, mm. and and maybe the um, the Kona has a little more uh, berry and uh, you know floral tones, mm-hmm. um, then you mix it together and you're like, oh, this is interesting. The other thing is then each cup, right, because you're mixing it, right, tastes a little different. Really? One has a little bit more Kona, one has a little bit more Costa Rican, uh, right? Because the blend's never going to be perfect one to one. Yeah. And that's and I like it. So I have like a, a can that holds like two pounds. Mm-hmm. So when I get halfway through my can, I'll cool. go and buy some more bean, add to it. So but, I don't know what the heck I'm drinking on any given day. He just knows I, it I tastes have, good. And I, just, I have so many mixes <laughs> in there, right? And then I might say, you know what? I'm getting tired of the same old, same old. Yeah. I'll burn through the whole can. And I'll start fresh with something else. Interesting. So maybe this time I'll go something from you know Ecuador and something from, yeah, you know, I don't know, Puerto Rico. Okay. Yeah. You know, wow. Just swap it up. That's. So it's you, a lot about coffee. I mean, if you really want to go cheap, though, 
You want to go cheap and have something interesting. You're not that type. But I am. I am. You I am. are? I'm thrifty. Oh. I am thrifty. He's efficient. So, go to like Home Goods. Home Goods has a section where they have coffees and syrups and all those things. Do they? Yes. So, that's a big secret. <laughs> the world has come to a, a stop. <laughs> okay. No, but you're kidding. trading off freshness. Yes. All right, because these are items that were kind of expired from the stores. Exactly. All right, so <clears throat> it's not the end of the world though, because these are it's whole bean. It's usually packaged really well. Um, sometimes I'll even mix espresso with espresso bean, mm. right, with my drip roast. Um, in my espresso, I, I only do espresso. I don't do drip anyway. I might do a, a pour over, but um, I like to use a mixture of coffees that are traditionally drip brewed with coffee that's traditionally for espresso machine. Uh, but you can buy those at maybe half price. So, you know, seven bucks for a pound of Kona, that's pretty decent mm. um, versus 10 plus dollars, right? You go to World Market or some of the others, you're gonna really, uh, you're gonna yeah, pay Yeah, pretty penny. You know, so, uh, but you have some of those similar varieties there in bulk and uh, you can buy a lot of them, mm. you know, so. That's another option, again, to add to your mix. Um, it doesn't have to be something that's, you know, really, really fresh. Coffee has an amazing shelf life. Like, the only thing to, to consider is just that, so coffee has an oil on the bean. Mm -hmm. uh, depending on what it's exposed to, that it's oil break could down. be, yeah, break down. It could uh, also um, house bacteria. Okay. Right? That um, makes sense. So just something to be kind of aware, but... Um, I've never had uh, anything bad from the coffees that I've gotten there. Okay. And um, what's Home Goods and TJ Maxx are the same store, aren't they? Mm. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> so that's an easy spot where you can get some higher-end coffee. Yeah, Marshalls. Yeah, yeah whatever. Um, higher-end coffees for a fraction of the price. Um, and you're just basically trading freshness. Now, again, if, if you are grinding your coffee, it's still going to taste pretty darn good because the bean does protect. Understood. You know, the, the, the shell of the bean really protects the goodies. So it would have to be really dry and exposed to a lot of heat. So I have a question. No. Uh, still, we're still on the subject of, of coffee and everything, right. and we're not steering away from it. You, uh, you mentioned the different types of ways that you would actually – do the preparation. I mean, you, you do the pour over, uh, but I have a friend that or friends that use. I, I believe it's a French press. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Have you used that before? Or I, I, okay. I have, yeah. Okay. What What do you find is out of anything that you've used? What do you feel is that you would get a more enjoyable coffee experience? Right. This is where the fufu piece comes in. Go ahead. All right. So being the unbougie foodie yeah, does not mean that fine. I can't be at that level. I, I would say most people that <laughs> brew coffee mm. anywhere are doing it wrong. Ooh. In that, your filter just screwed up your whole coffee really? experience. Paper filter is 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 the most evil thing you could ever use for your coffee. Why? Paper absorbs a lot of the oils. Ah. People use bleached paper. Do you want to drink uh, something that's no, been bleached? I don't. I don't, I don't either. 
Um, I, I, I've never thought about that. So that mm. paper filter for me is the issue. So, so that's why a French press is nice because you don't have a filter. <sighs> but a pour over using a paper filter, even in a coffee shop, like that's the first thing I look at. And that's why I, I have issues with some of the coffee shops because they want to talk about, oh, we have this awesome bean, this and that. And I see them do a pour over in a paper filter. Oh. And I'm like, you don't really know your process from beginning to end. You're so, focused on the bean in origin. And you don't really know about the preparation because one, you would have the temperature on point. Those those big coffee machines, right? Mm. That that coffee that comes the the hot water that's used, that maybe they'll use for the pour over, that's a pretty wide temperature range. It can be as high as like 250 degrees. Mm. It's using that 200 range. Well, <clears throat> in some cases, it's just too dang high, and and you're burning the bean when okay. you're. And that's you're why sometimes it tastes yeah. a certain type of like yeah. bitter, right. probably yeah. or okay. Um, because the water's too dang hot. Mm. They're not doing a quality control. It's something simple. Again, for me, it goes back to just pay attention to time and temperature. It's almost like they're recooking or you're cooking again. the bean. Yeah. Right. So even though it's relatively quick in a pour over, but you know, I don't like the um the uh the big drip coffees from a lot of those places because they're using a paper filter. Okay. And and because they don't really control that temperature, so the temperature is sometimes not hot enough. Usually, as that heating element is going, mm. it makes it way too hot. Like if your water heater, when your hotter heater is going, okay, it gets way too hot. Um, so that to me is a, is an issue. Um, but that that paper filter is key because, again, you can buy filters that are not bleached and that that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But the best thing to use, absolutely the best thing, is a gold filter. A gold filter? Gold filter. Okay. It's $9, 10 this filter, but it'll last quite a long time. Okay. and um, But that's in the pour-over, though, right? Or You it, use a pour-over. Okay. <clears throat> it's usually only in kind of that triangle shape. Okay. All right. Is that the same for pour-over, or can that be used in other things? It can be or, used. Okay. You just have to. Uh, it depends on, like, for a pour-over, it depends on how your top pot is. If your top pot has a, utilizes a flat bottom uh, filter, which normally they don't, but if it did, you might have to finagle how you're pouring it in there. But the great thing about the gold filter is all the oils from the coffee go right into your cup. Okay. It's not trapping any of that. The gold filter is reusable, so you're not throwing, I mean, hopefully you're composting if you're not fine, but um, you, uh, if you're throwing anything away, you're just throwing the, the grounds. That's it. That's all you're going to throw away, and you can rinse out the filter and reuse it. But the l- filter is literally gold, and it's it has very, very small holes. So you're going to get very little grit. You basically get dust from the grinding process into your coffee. Um, I utilize that gold filter as a must for making cold press. That's the only way you're going to get it strained correctly mm-hmm. is by using a gold filter. But uh, that's that's the mistake that most places out there make when they're doing any kind of drip or pour over. They're not using the right filter. I'm looking at some of these, you know, the pour over um, manufacturers and so forth yeah. and, and whatnot. And I looked at the gold filter as yeah. well. There you go. I mean, yeah. But I, I was like, okay, I see that. Uh, is there, looking at those, are what's a suggested if someone were to start off with you know, uh, a pour over, what would be, is there not a particular brand, but maybe some place 
that they're not going to spend a whole lot of money if they're first starting oh, off with yeah. it or whatever. You can get them at Caribou. Okay. You can get them at uh, Starbucks. You can get it at Home Goods. a lot Interesting. Of times. Okay. Um, things looks like an hourglass. Most yeah. of them. Uh, I would do a two piece versus a one. Just yep. you're less likely to break it. So the top part's usually ceramic. It might have like a little uh, dish part at the bottom that's all connected, but. The ones I like look like an oversized coffee mug in the top. Okay. Connected to a, a dish because that way if you spill anything, it, it goes, the edge, right goes to in. the dish. Exactly. You have a little handle because that top bar gets really hot, mm-hmm. right? And then you can drop your gold filter in. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I usually put my grounds into it first, put my gold filter in, and then pour the hot water. Now when you're pouring the hot water, you want to do it evenly. You're not just pouring it down the middle. You're trying to sprinkling it. Think about your washing machine. It's not dumping the water all in one spot. It's kind of spreading it around. Same kind of thing as you're doing it. Okay. You know, and if you're doing it right, as far as the speed, uh, you're using water that's been filtered mm-hmm. that you heat up. Um, I personally like to use a kettle okay. to get it to the temperature, right? My kettle tells me what temperature I heat it up to. I'm not waiting necessarily for the whistle. Uh, I would say, I know the temperature that I want. Okay. And uh, when it reaches that temperature that I can tell from my kettle, then I'll go over it and I can pour it gradually over. I don't want to just pour it all in there and just let it all sit. Right. I like to just pour a little bit at a time right. until it goes through. Um, but again, because it's a gold filter, um, it basically the thing that stops it and makes, the thing that stops if I'm going all the way through is all the micro fill, all the micro settlement goes into the filter, mm. and it kind of creates a little bit of a plug right. to where it starts dripping out. Um, and I've seen, I've seen that and experienced that. I think there was a time, very, very recently, probably I don't know, uh, four or five months ago, where you know, some friends, yes, they have a kettle that's specific mm. to what temperature they like and everything, and it tells them. So yeah, a little bit more foo foo, maybe. <laughs> where you are a little bit further quality (laughs) control anyway um i had their and i was like why is this tasting so good and i've had coffee in the past Mm -hmm. maybe it's because i've had it at maybe starbucks or caribou or just you know uh, folgers um but then you know when i don't know what type of blend that they had uh, i think it probably was from just as an example i'm just saying wesley andrews i think there was a friend Mm -hmm. and he provided them some and I was like, this is really good. Mm-hmm. Is it because that it was the type of that was a pour over? process or it, it something? Was, again, it's probably the origin. Okay. How the how the plant was grown, you know, how the, the quality of the bean. So there's so from, much from to this to, uh, to right. actually to take into consideration because, you know, I'm thinking, gosh, I've I've had coffee before, but I haven't had it like this, you know, in this pour over thing. And I was like this is really good this is really good it's a ceremony uh, mm, that's why right. i think of those things there's certain things that are ceremonial and um it, it's just another way of enjoying it right because if you don't care about what you're taking in right yeah go anywhere right and get it s- slam it in your body and go all right we do that Duncan a- as is Tim but if if you want something to where you're enjoying it like it why do you have the mug that you have, right? Because different elements are going to heat up and okay. cool down, right? So Wait a minute. Are you – this is a – This is a, I apologize if it sounds like a naive or gullible question. Are you saying that different mugs, depending upon the type of mugs that you have, will affect or may 
affect your experience with that coffee? Absolutely. Okay. Well. Absolutely. So interesting. That's why I drink. <laughs> I do hot chocolate most of the time. <laughs> But I mean, I'm not saying I'm all against coffee, but that's an interesting point. I never thought about that. And would that also be reason why some folks say I have one mug. This is what I stick with. This is what I use all the time. Yeah. And you look at the bottom of that mug and there's it's like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, looks like oil at the bottom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No. And that's going to affect. And, and that's the person that probably just goes for the straight up drip. They don't care no. where it comes from. Coffee's coffee. Well, you know, <clears throat> that's fine. No. Dang, that's that's it's a science. It really is a science like, behind it. Well, so what's crazy is I will do my coffee in the morning, right? And mm-hmm. then I get to work. I might drink the rot gut that's there. But you've already lined yourself with something stronger, so it's not gonna really. It might balance it out or something. It, it, I don't know. <laughs> it sometimes it's just the act of drinking something warm on a cold day. Okay, and, you know it's it's. Uh, sometimes I'll add the gut rot to, you know, the tail end of my coffee because okay. that's where. Most of the almond milk and, and sugar are still add, and I'm like, okay, I can prolong this a little bit more. It obviously doesn't taste like my coffee, the you know the sips that I'm taking, um, but it's a decent way just to finish it out rather than throwing that stuff out, you know, as I get down towards that last inch or so. I got you, F- uh, folks. Please, uh, if you have any type of uh, ideas, comments, and suggestions about hey, maybe what type of blend of coffee you like or that you will go and purchase, um, feel free to give us a call here. Still have some more time to take a phone call or have a conversation. It's 651-200-3479. Taking your phone calls, but still continuing on on the subject of coffee. Okay, not only do you, you're a purveyor, an expert of coffee, but uh, yeah, you like to cook. <laughs> I know you do. I like to what? You like to cook. You said so yourself. Because I provided you breakfast this morning. I well, that, like to cook. Uh, yeah, you're. Why right. can't you give your? Let me give you a compliment. Sometimes, man. I, sometimes I like to cook. Oh. I go, th- I go from being productive to being lazy as hell. Oh so boy, it's okay. Sometimes I don't know when that's going to even happen. Uh, there's a reason why I'm asking that question. So yes, I will touch on that subject. That yes, he gave, a, <laughs> he brought in something as the breakfast basically. When I come into the radio station, a lot of times I, it's it's early enough for me where I'm like I'm not really hungry, and plus. I'm excited when I'm on the air or when I'm about to get on the air. So I'm like, okay, no food, whatever. I just got to get there and let's have fun. Um, it, it, no, no difference today, but he brought food and it was a breakfast sandwich. And would you like to explain exactly what was in that breakfast sandwich when the presentation along with it? Sure. Yeah. Cause I know you want to just go ahead do it. <laughs> well, I challenged you. What was it last week? Make something boring. <sighs> interesting. You did. Right? You did. Right. But, okay. No, no, no. Go ahead. I'm just saying. Uh-huh. Go ahead. So, I decided I was going to do the exact same thing. So, um, I used some of my special seasoned oil, mm-hmm. right, to crisp up uh, a couple buns. What type of buns was that? Was Those just were delicious, a, weren't they? Yeah. Were they like kind of brioche just, or something? They or? were. They were really cheap. <laughs> Burger buns. <laughs> the difference, though, is I buy the uncut burger buns because they're uh, still moist. I got you. The ones that are already cut, it's yeah. a little dry where it was cut. Okay. So there were uncut burger buns. At Hy-Vee? Yes. Hy-Vizzles. <laughs> Hy-Vizzles. And um, so I just used the seasoned oil. I uh, crisped them up, laid mm-hmm. them aside, and all that was was an egg, 
a little bit of uh, homemade salsa, and some Kobe Jack cheese. Nice. And then just crisp that up again, temperature control, a little bit of dry seasoning on the top of that. All right. So uh, super simple, yeah, no, nothing no. foo-foo-ish, but um, that's that's usually my breakfast. Of champions? Uh, no, not really. If I'd make some pico, I'll throw some pico in with the egg. Then it would have probably been Sometimes like I scramble rising it. that level up to, yeah. Yeah. Then we're getting kind of close. We're, Maybe s- if, we're starting. If we're if approaching. If I made some guac, I might have, you know, just uh, spread some guac on there you, too. Then I would have had to been like, yeah. uh, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yes, I. Oh, you don't like guac? It's, it it, it's, it, it, it no. all does it to you, huh? Yes, but see, no we bueno, could huh? we could go we could go out and do sushi or something like that, and I will nosh through it. Nosh and it, through it. Yes, I will. I will masticate through it. <laughs> I'm just trying to think when we've gone to we've eaten sushi. I don't recall. We've not eaten. eaten well, other we've than gone going to, to places Zen, that that eat sushi. Zenbox. Yes. Zenbox. Uh, Chino. Yeah, well, did they? Well, they have, I don't know. They, have, they have sushi. They have sushi. Okay. They have sushi there. I, I don't think may, I had any. My spot used to be Asia. Man, that was my that was my jam. We box. haven't gotten to sushi, have we? Ever? Just just sushi, sushi? Yeah. No, no sushi, sushi. I mean, let's do some Man, damage. I'm so sushi. sad that Asia closed. That was my jam box. Mm-hmm. You could find someplace else. Hey, you haven't found any place else? Okay. You know what made Asia so amazing? They had the restaurant side. They had the back. Lounge. Okay. Forget going to the club. That was the spot. I could have my drink. I could have some food. I could go back to the lounge and, you know, get the groove on. Come back out. You know? Have some more sushi or some more drinks. It was the jam box. It was the jam (laughs) box. And where was this place? Uh, Uptown. Okay. I haven't found another place like that that where, you know, they have some decent DJs. You know, house... And it's just, yeah, just a great place to go and just chill. Right. Like, that was that was the spot. Well, since we were, I said we were transitioning, we were talking about food now a little bit. Uh, you presented yeah, us with that wonderful start, dish and start everything. Going, talking about food now. You have like eight minutes. I, don't try to take over my show i'm trying to get on the subject of still with coffee but about food have you ever actually done some type of dish with like coffee coffee grounds or whatever yeah i've i've marinated uh, some meat in grounds beef or i've done beef i've done chicken i've done fish okay probably turned out the best really yeah okay because I, I, you know, I was doing research on that too, and trying to figure out, really, is there? I think maybe I've heard of it and probably tasted it in barbecue sauce, okay. and that's not with doing a marinade or even an actual, uh, like a dry rub or something, mm-hmm. where they mix in. I don't have to tell you the process, but you know, the coffee is mixed in with the dry rub, and then of course on the meat and, and whatnot, and then they do the barbecue process but this was in the barbecue sauce so i was like okay is that the only time and again i had to do a little bit of research myself to find out are there different uh dishes that are out there and like you mentioned i did see fish i definitely chicken and of course beef was the standard Mm -hmm. um and I, i just thought gosh it would be something really cool to talk about 
or, or at least mention, um, there was a recipe that I found, which was a uh, coffee braised short ribs, mm. uh, which I from the picture I thought it was pork belly. Really, it's dark. I mean, I know that yeah, it's, black it's black and white and, white. and everything. I don't Sorry know, about that, but something about the texture reminded me like that charred pork belly. Really? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, but it's good. Whatever. It's right. Um, interestingly enough, though, it is. <laughs> Interestingly enough, it's a process because, you know, it talks about, you know, cold brewing the coffee first and then the preparation of the short ribs. Um, there are other portions to, you know, the, the recipe. And I'll try to put a link on up online for it. Um, you know, again, I just saw the reference of that uh, online and I wanted to make it available to you as we talked about it. But. There's polenta that's involved, and then there's also Brussels sprouts um, that you could do with it. But, you know, most importantly, I was um, concerned with the coffee braised short ribs. So, um, which would make sense. You have to do the coffee first and then braise that those short you ribs in. You have to, but you're going to get the flavor, pro flavor profile. But why wouldn't you want to? I mean, if it's you're well, trying again, to braise that in the car, I mean, the, the uh, ribs, the short ribs in that coffee flavor right are you if saying you do a dry rub and you braise it you can braise a dry can rub you really you think it would be just as effective oh no it's, <laughs> it's surface level i'm just saying oh there's a lot of different ways you can do it okay. i mean you can do a dry rub and braise it no no, no so it understood oh, i see i see what you mean i see what you mean uh no i but when i've done it i've i've usually do rum with the coffee and i will do that as my marinade really yeah yeah boy Gotta. Okay. You know. See, uh, there are rum and rum and, rum and cold press. <laughs> All right, and then you let it sit in there overnight. Oh, how yeah. does it taste? I mean, no, not how does it taste. The texture and everything is it just like it's just another, melting them? It's just another flavor profile. Again, the the, the alcohol seems to wow. seems to tear down the and do the breakdown a okay. bit, right? You need something acidic. Yes. Uh, but the alcohol seems to do that pretty decently. Uh, there's some acid, obviously, in the coffee, too. Um, but you know, it goes throughout. So <clears throat> that's basically l level one. And I like to do it for the fish because, especially if you're, take, if you're using a fish that has a really strong fishy taste, mm -hmm. no fishy taste. Nice. If you're using game meat, no. it takes away the game wow. meat. It takes away the gamey flavor. Um, so that's one reason why I like to do it. And then... You add whatever seasoning dry rubber you want to out. So you, you take it out, you pat it dry, add your dry rub, sauce, whatever you want to do, throw it on the grill. Um, That's amazing, dude. It's, it's interesting. It's super simple. Wow. Um, just, you know, something else to throw in there. That's cool. Uh, yeah, you have me thinking. I'm like, dang, I'm going to have to probably do something like that sometime. 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 In the future. In the future. Before I, I before I go, I really need to tell everybody about um, Soul Bowl. Um, it's uh, you know Soul Bowl. If you're not, I've talked about Soul Bowl in the past, and uh, um, Chef um, Gerard uh, is having an event, which is a Soul Bowl Kickstarter uh, finale, if you would. It's Saturday, which is today, uh, the 14th through, uh, and also Sunday, April. Uh, 15th today is from 5 to 9 p.m. Uh, Soul Bowl is going to be at the Elite Catering and Sunnyside Cafe, which is 1825 Glenwood Avenue. Um, 
you're probably wondering what really is Soul Bowl. You know, he Chef Gerard Class is trying to reimagine what you know ur- urban millennials um, are interested in, and even introducing them to uh, unique ways of being able to pick certain items to create their own or customizable bowls. Uh, so you know, check them out uh, if you would, and uh, go to the event. It is again from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. Uh, April 14th today. Uh, at Elite Catering and Sunny um, Sunnyside Cafe, the food is bomb, folks. I just got to tell you. And then tomorrow is the Soul Bowl Hip Hop Brunch. Um, that's going to be from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Again, same place, 1825 Glenwood Avenue. Uh, yeah, check them out. I just wanted to make sure to uh, give a shout out to them and. Uh, remind everyone that this event is going on and you really should support him. He, he and his family uh, are really providing a great opportunity for uh, you to have soul food. Why not go? Gosh, we are at the end of the show. Uh, oh my goodness. Okay, hold on. I know we got a caller. Oh, they had the wrong number, obviously. Hey, caller, huh? Uh, thanks for calling the, the bougie foodie. I know. Sorry. Uh, tell us your name and where you're calling from. Uh-oh. Sorry about that. Say that again if you would. I said good morning, unbougie foodie. Oh, my goodness, girl. Come on. You're, you're calling two minutes before the show ends. You have 30 I seconds. Know. You have 30 I know. I know because I did not want to interrupt the flow of the coffee talk with Mr. D. Jesus. Um, so I was just listening. I just want to know, want you to know that I'm here. <sighs> I did have a question, but I know it's too late, but you can answer me later. Okay. I wanted to know what kind of coffee mug are you supposed to drink out of because mine varies because i paint them i drink out of different kinds and i'd like to know what's the best kind okay you have 30 seconds the, the one you like the best obviously. oh my gosh <laughs> i mean it just it, you know it just depends uh there's a lot of different types of uh ceramics that might include different uh let's say stone like could have uh granite dust or things like that how your your mug conducts the uh, the heat um, uh, to me is the key because uh, I find yeah oh, dang it I know I'm sorry I'm cutting you all both Go off ahead. but I love you all thank you so much for calling in I appreciate that uh, love you sister thanks so much for tuning in uh, folks again this is your unbougie foodie I want to thank you so much for uh, being with me this morning uh, as I end the show, I, as always, I want to encourage you never to let anyone tell you what type of foodie to be, because truly and really, it is all about the food. Milton, thank you so much for being here. Thanks, I Russ. appreciate it. It's been real. <laughs>